shall I render unto God for all his benefits toward me? What shall I give unto the Christ child after all he's done for me? Let's give him gold, frankincense and myrrh and gold, frankincense and myrrh. These are the greatest gifts in all the land. But will he be pleased with gold, frankincense and myrrh and gold, frankincense and myrrh. What else can I render to Jesus, the innocent land? What shall I render unto God for all his benefits toward me? What shall I give unto the Christ child after all he's done for me? Let's give him gold, frankincense and myrrh and gold, frankincense and myrrh. These are the greatest gifts in all the land. But will he be pleased with gold, frankincense and myrrh and gold, frankincense and myrrh? What else can I render to Jesus, the innocent lamb? What shall I do if there's no gold, or frankincense or myrrh to give? What kind of service shall I render? How shall I try this life to live? If you want to know how to live this life, present your body a living sacrifice, a holy and acceptable offering unto the Lord. This is my reasonable service. I will love the Lord with all my heart. Lord with all my soul. I will love the Lord with all my mind. Heart, soul, and mind. I'll render reasonable service. I'll render reasonable service. With all my heart. With all my soul. With all my mind. Unto the Lord. Yeah. I'll render reasonable service with all my heart, my soul, my mind unto the Lord. What shall I render unto God? Reasonable service. Reasonable service. Reasonable service. Service. At 10 o'clock, and our divine hour service begins at 11. We would love for you to come and join us. We have the privilege this morning of hearing from our associate pastor and principal, Pastor Johnny Holiday. And I know that he will be blessed by God as he speaks to us and that we will be blessed as we listen. So I invite you to now give him your undivided attention, open your hearts as the Holy Spirit speaks to him, to us. Before Pastor Holiday speaks to us, we will be favored by special music from the Morris's family and specifically from Sister Jill and Sister Dorita Morris, and we look forward to that. Jill, always good to have you home.
The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its word. <clears throat> A thrill of hope the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks. A new and glorious morn The slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy, in grateful chorus raise we with all our hearts. We praise his holy name. Christ is the Lord, then ever, ever praise we His power and glory evermore. 
Let the church say amen again. Good to see family together singing. Amen. Amen. You know the Lord is something else. He blesses some of us with certain gifts. But you know, confession is good for the soul. Don't sometimes you just wish you could sing. Sometimes I just wish I could sing, you know. But I guess God knew. He knew some of us would abuse it if we could do it. So he blesses certain people with certain gifts. Amen. This morning, before I open up the word of God and ask for his intervention, I want to be sure if I am in error with this comment, I pray that I'm not. Um, but I understand that Elder O.C. White lost his sister. Is, does anyone know anything different from that? So let's please keep that family in our prayer. Elder O.C. White lost his sister. And I also want to, again, extend a, a welcome to the visitors, you know, during this time of the season, people are traveling, and it's such a blessing for people to go all over the world and to find their way into the Lord's house. Amen? Amen. And so we send a sincere, hearty welcome to our visitors. And as it was already said, certainly our young people who are at home, amen? My son is at home, and I know some other sons are at home, and some other daughters are at home, and I'm trying to lessen my load at the house by extending the work to him. So I'm glad to have him home. I'm going to try to get everything out of him I can before he leaves. So we thank God for our children, and we thank God for protecting them when they're away from us. This morning, I want to ask if you would please open your Bibles to Acts. Please open your Bibles to Acts chapter 4. We're going to look at Acts chapter 4. I'll give you some time to find that Acts in chapter 4. We're going to be... Focusing on verses 10 through 12 this morning. What book of the Bible am I speaking of? Acts chapter 4, and we're going to be focusing on verses 10 through 12. When you have it, say amen. amen. I'm going to ask before you get relaxed to stand with me as we read the word of God. Please stand with me. Let's. I'm going to ask that you read verses 10 through 12. 10 through 12. And if we will all just read it together. Verses 10 through 12. And starting, let it be known. Amen, church family, and I'll read it again. And that's all right. That's why I let you finish. That's all right. And let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel 
that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, and by him this man stands here before you whole. And this is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name. I said, church, there is no other name. There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. This morning, I'm going to speak to you on a topic entitled, Something About That Name. Something About That Name. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Please meditate with me. Ask the Holy Spirit to come into this place. Father, hide me behind the cross and let the people see Jesus. Fill this place with the Holy Spirit. Release your Holy Ghost. Release your Holy Ghost power upon the hearts of the people that they may be equipped to receive the marvelous word of God. Now, Father, in the name of God, whom some call Yahweh, whom some call Jehovah, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. Something about the name Jesus. Now, I don't want to mess up your Christmas. I respect those of you who spend time buying gifts during this time of the year. We must celebrate diversity and respect, amen? amen. It's not in my position to point the finger at you. That's your business if you spend time, hours going here, there, and yonder to pick up your gifts, your video games, and your televisions, your doll babies, your brown dolls, white dolls, Hispanic dolls. That's your business and that's good. Children are happy, amen? amen. But I must say I often wonder, how is it that this big man that's supposed to come down a chimney from the North Pole <laughs> gets more credit than Jesus Christ on this day. I don't want to mess up your Christmas, but I got to tell you there's something about the name Jesus. I don't understand. Why is it the name Jesus, J-U? Why is that name? Bombarded Overlooked, left out. Yeah. Spoke to sparingly, and but you hear the song Saint Nick, and all those people. You better watch out. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Big man is coming to town. I'm baffled, people, and some of you get upset because we tell the children, my little girl was saying the other day, Daddy, Santa Claus. I said, girl, there's no Santa Claus. <laughs> I'm going to get to the word of God. I'm going to get to the word of God. Pray for me that I get to the word of God. But I had to say to the three-year-old girl, there is no Santa Claus because I want to teach her the truth. I want to teach her how important it is to wake up on this day, yet we don't know that on the 25th is the exact day that Jesus was born, yet we celebrate it. I want to tell her the truth that if we wake up that morning, the first thing we need to do is drop down on knees and say, thank you, Jesus, for salvation. 
I just want to teach her the truth. I don't want to destroy her little joy, but I want to teach her the truth. There's something not about the name of St. Nick, not about Santa Claus, but there's something about the name of Jesus. Now, a word of God in, in the text in Acts 4.10 reads, Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead by him, this man stands here before you whole, complete. This is the stone that was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. I don't want to mess up her Christmas. I just wanted to know that Santa Claus ain't in the saving business. And for some of you that are quite articulate business, 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 whichever suits your fancy, but Santa Claus is not in the saving business. I just want to be honest with you today. We must understand that name, let's define name. What is it about name? Name is defined by the word or words used to describe or evaluate often, despairingly. Name has to do with reputation. Santa Claus got a reputation. It's coming down the chimney. You better be good. You better be nice. Leave him something to eat or whatever you might do. But he's coming down the chimney, and I know it's quite interesting because how can you tell some kids he's coming down a chimney that don't have a chimney? <laughs> but we fix it up some kind of way. The good reputation, it has to do with reputation. A, a name has to do with a bad reputation. Names with respect to an illustrious or outstanding person. There will be several famous names on the panel discussion. Talking about names, and let's look at some idioms. In the name of, by the authority of, remember that. Open up the door in the name of. Belonging to, I don't have a dime to my name. You ever heard someone say that? I don't have a dime to my name. When you think about name, there's usually two questions that's asked when someone has a baby. What is it? Is it a boy or a girl? And the next question is, what's his name? What's his name? Have you ever wondered if your name has meaning? Have you ever asked your parents, why were you given the name that you were given? Do you represent the name that has been given to you? Need to think about that one. Does the name define you, or do you define the name? Think about that. Does it really matter? What's in a name? Saint Nick is a name. Santa Claus is a name. Steve Jobs is a name. Nelson Mandela is a name. Tim Tebow is a name. You know Tim Tebow is a name. I don't watch sports, but I keep up with what's happening. You feeling me, some of you young brothers? Tebow is a name. Russell Lee Wars is a name. Angel Batista is a name. Jelani Atiba Kujitakulia is a name. LaFon Harris is a name. Jerome is a name. Zenai, meaning God answers, is a name. John G. Jackson is a name. Jawanza Kanjufu is a name. Malafi Ansante is a name. Naeem Akbar is a name. But what's about that name Jesus? What about that name Jesus? Please recognize the name Jesus makes you tremble. And I'm not talking about Mufasa in the Lion King. Jesus, that's a name. 
Yes, I like Kawanza Kungju and Malafian Sente. I like all these brothers. Yes, I like Sister Bray. I like the name Harris. Yes, I like the name Williams. I love the name Brown. Richardson, not bad. But oh, what about that name Jesus? What about that name Jesus? It is the most beautiful name I've ever heard. Why is that name so beautiful? Because when you call that name, people are changed. People are transformed. Sick people get well. Deaf people can hear. People who have never seen, all of a sudden they can see just because of the name Jesus. Talking about that name, that name Jesus. Let me share some information with you concerning some names. Now please recognize, as I call some names, because of the spelling of the words, the names may have a different meaning, so don't be alarmed if your name is called. Abigail, talking about meanings. Abigail means gives joy. Adrian, an English name from the Latin, Hadrianus, means Adria, or the Adriatic Sea region, Rawls descendant of royal, a French form of wrath. I know I bet you some wonder, did you know that was your name? Did you know that that's what your name meant? Smith, simply one who works with metal. Richardson, son of Richard, rule hard. Jordan, descendant of the Jordan or Jordan, flowing down, one who was baptized with holy water from the River Jordan. Jordan, names just mentioned certainly have meaning and significance, but there is a name, a name above all names. His name is called Wonderful Counselor, a name called Almighty, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the name of Jesus. His name is Emmanuel, the name Eliohim, the name Yahweh, the name Jehovah, there's something about that name. It is the sweetest name I know. Oh, how I love the name Jesus. That names make you tremble, makes you think twice about what you're about to do. That name makes you go into your closet, get on your knees and say, yet I am in trouble, yet I have trials. Who can I call on? The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. What is it about that name? That name, that name that makes people upset. What is it about that name? That name, the name Jesus caused some people to react in such a harsh way. Whether they are non-religious or whether they are from another religion, most people don't have a problem with praying and concluding with God. But people have a problem concluding with Jesus. Hmm. If you remember some time ago, Rick Warren, you know who he is? The Purpose Driven Life. Are you familiar? Rick Warren. Some time ago, Rick Warren, not long ago, was asked to pray during the inauguration of President now Obama. People ask him, some ask him, would he just pray and use God, or at the end, would he use Jesus? According to the commentary, he certainly said yes and said, you should do the same. <laughs> and I'm not sure if you remember Franklin Graham. He was invited to offer a prayer for George Bush, and there were some problems asking him, would you use the name Jesus? And he certainly did. And after using that name Jesus, there was a lawsuit stating it was unconstitutional endorsement of religion. Something about that name Jesus. You know, we can talk about God, and because people sort of sum that up to your God could be that chair, so that's your business. But when you say Jesus, you speak to a specific person. Amen. Amen. When you say Jesus, you speak to someone that you know. You speak to someone who walked this earth, and I can't handle that. 
But if you say you're God and your God is just that screen, then I'm cool with you. But there are some problems. There's something about the name Jesus. When you say Jesus, people got problems. People got problems. Let's look at Acts again. Let it be known to you all, to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands before you. Again, what church? Again, what church? Whole. This is the stone that was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. In the story, as we break the text down and share with you, Peter and John were going to the temple for prayer. Are you familiar? And they saw a lame man. And this lame man was often carried there, and he was carried to the temple gate called the beautiful gate. Amen? Are you familiar? Now, what's interesting is it says he was carried there. I find it interesting how people participate in handicapping someone. He did not walk there. He was carried there all the time. It reminds me, and this is no disrespect, but it's relevant, of even obesity. When people are in homes and they cannot move from the place they're at, someone is bringing them the food. Someone is participating in what's happening. And this man, this lame man, who was carried often to the gate, the beautiful, he was carried to the, to the uh, temple. And again, apparently by someone on a regular basis. So the lame man asked, right before Peter and John were about to enter the temple, he asked them for money. He asked them for alms. Peter and John looked directly at the man and asked the lame man to look at them. And this is important. Paul did the same thing when he healed. It is interesting when it comes to beggars. Help me if you see truth in this. Oftentimes when people are begging, when you don't want to give, you usually don't look at them. When people are begging and you don't want to give, and you're driving by, if they're here, you keep your head or your face like this. Peter said, look at me. Captured the eye of the lame man, Levi. And he captured his eyes, and I believe, according to the commentary, that by looking at him, Peter saw that Levi had faith that he would be healed. He had faith that he would be healed. He looked him in the eye. Peter responded, I have no silver, I have no gold. But what I do have to give you, in the what name? In the what church? In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene. Stand up and walk. Stand up and walk. Teach your man how to fish before giving him, just always feeding him. I always tell my children as we're working together, and even those in the school, oftentimes they view me as difficult with the work. Are you giving us all that? That's too much, Principal Holiday. We got to learn all that. I say, young man, young woman, when it comes to trials and tribulations, everything you're learning in this Bible class, it will someday rise again. And it'll take you through something. So you need to learn everything that thus said the Lord. It's not a matter of being so much. I, I, I have witnessed that there are people who can learn this Bible that have never been educated, can articulate this Bible better than any of us who've gone to the schools of Ivy. Because they recognize that God is with them in anything and everything that they're going to be doing in their life that's going to be successful has to come through here first. Has to come through here first. And so as John and Peter are working with the lame man, Peter responds, I don't have any gold, I don't have any silver, but what I have in the name of Jesus, I'll give to you. He said in verse 13 of Acts, 
The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our forefathers, has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate after he had decided to release him. And what he's talking about here is that the people are in such amazement and they're astonished at what has happened. And yet Peter said, why are you acting like that? He said something very important. Don't give me any credit for what you just saw. What I did, I did in the name of Jesus. The same Jesus you crucified. The same Jesus you allowed a murderer to go free. Yet Jesus did nothing. This man is of no crime. Why do you treat him that way? Don't be amazed. That's the same Jesus that you said the murderer can walk free, but not this one. He says in verse 15 of Acts, you killed the, original, the originator of life whom God raised from the dead. To this fact, we are witness, John and Peter. Verse 16 says, on the basis of faith in Jesus' name, his very name has made this man whom you see and know strong. The faith that is through Jesus has given him his complete health in the presence of you all. I want to make just three points to you, and I'm going to sit down. Jesus, if you would, turn your Bibles to the book of Isaiah. Turn your Bibles to the book of Isaiah. To the book of Isaiah. Jesus is the name above all names, and he is the Messiah. Jesus is the name of all names, and he is the Messiah. Turn to Isaiah 35. I want to give you some time. Don't want to sit down without bringing before you the word of God. Amen? Jesus is the name above all names, and he is the Messiah. And it reads, the word of God tells us that those who are fearful hearted, be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Was the lame man saved? Yes, he was. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb shall sing. Turn with me to Micah. Micah 4, chapter 4, Micah 4, and verses 6 through 7. Four, in verses six through seven. When you have it, say amen. amen. Micah four and six through seven. The Lord admonishes that he shall gather the lame and assemble the outcast whom I injured. I will transform the lame into the nucleus of new nation, of a new nation and those far off into a mighty nation. The will reign over them on Mount Zion from the day forward and forever. God is in the business of doing miracles even before you are in the womb. Here is a lame man for 40 or more years. God had a plan that Peter and Peter and, and God had a plan that John and Peter would do what they did when it happened. He knew that through the lame man that there would be many others that would witness what just took place. He says, I will transform the lame into the nucleus of a new nation and those far off into a mighty nation. Turn with me. Second point, as the pianos come up, I got two more points. We're not going to keep you long. Second point, recognize the sovereignty of God. Recognize the sovereignty of God. God sovereignly fashions us while we are still in the womb. Have you ever wondered, I'm sure you have like many of us, why am I here? Does God have a plan for me? Does God remember me? Am I important to God? Am I special to God? Was he thinking about me when he created me? 
God has a plan. He has fashioned us while we were still in the womb. Turn with me to Psalms 139. Psalms 139. I want you to do a little Bible study today. I want to take my time. Turn with me to Psalms 139. Psalms 139. When you have it, say amen. When you have it, say amen again. God sovereignly fashioned us while we were still in the womb. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. Marvelous are your works. And that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. And skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet not unformed. God has a plan. That name Jesus has a plan. My third and final point. The name of Jesus is the only name that can bring wholeness and salvation. The name of Jesus is the only name that can bring wholeness and salvation. All the lame man asked for was money. He always asks for money. In fact, do you know somebody that's always asking for money? He only asks for money. But by what authority was he healed? By the name of what? He only asked for money, but he was made whole. And we're reminded in verse 9 of Acts that by what means has this man been made whole? This is what the rulers were asking Peter and John. By what means? By what name? By what authority was he made whole? But Jesus promised his disciples that they would stand before kings and rulers and that the spirit of God within them would implant in their minds exactly what to say. Now, what did Peter boldly reply? Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, by what means he had been made whole, let it be known to you all and to the people of Israel. There is no other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved, but the name of what church? But the name of what? But the name of Jesus is something about that name. I ask that you stand with me as we do the appeal. We want all doors closed. We want everyone focusing on someone who you need to bring to Jesus and share that awesome name with them. We want all doors closed. And all that we've said and done, the zenith of what it is we are wanting to do is save souls and bring people to Jesus. Amen? At this time, I want the church to bow their heads with me. If you would bow and if you would pray, pray for someone that you know needs Jesus in his or her life. This morning, I'm going to do my first appeal, and it is, church, family, pray. Is there someone who wants to know more about this name, Jesus, and want to be baptized into the family of the name of Jesus, please raise your hand wherever you are. Church, pray. Is there someone who wants to publicly say that I want to give my life to Jesus right now? Church, I see a hand. Praise the Lord. We see a hand. Raise your hand high. Is there someone else? Is there someone else that want baptism and want to give their life to Jesus?
Please raise your hand. Pray, church family. For if it is a sinner who's praying, that's all right, because God puts people in places that can get a prayer through. We're going to ask those two people or the one person that want baptism, if you would please come down front. I'm going to ask an elder to stand with her. I'm going to ask an elder to please stand with her, but please come down front. Amen, people. Amen. Let the church say amen. amen. Now at this time, my second appeal, are there those who would like Bible studies, want a closer walk with Jesus, please raise your hand. If you would like Bible studies and would like to begin this process, walking closer with Jesus, please raise your hand. Please raise your hand. We're not in a hurry. Everything we do is about a soul being saved. We're not in a hurry. Amen, church family. Elder Brown, if you would come up, please. Church family, I want you to bow with us as we ask our elder to pray for those who come down to pray, whether it be Bible study, whether it be baptism. What we do recognize is they are yearning to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So we're going to ask if you would all bow and that we will speak and petition the Lord upon the affairs of those who have come down. I want to thank, I don't know about you this morning, but I agree with Elder Holiday. There's something about the name of Jesus. Even on my job, three strikes and you're out. I don't know how many strikes I've had. Perhaps 70, perhaps a thousand. But because of Jesus and his mercy, I am in. If I was on the man's standard, I'd be out. But I'm so glad that we serve a Jesus who is merciful and gracious. And when there was no hope that he would come and die in Calvary. That's the Jesus that we want to recognize in this season. And that's the Jesus who gave his life that we can be saved. And then we're going to call upon his name today. If there's somebody who hasn't come yet, but you know you should be here, I still want to just give you time. If you, if you haven't come and you should be here, come on. Let's talk to Jesus. Uh, he is in the cleaning business. He can clean us up if we let him. His blood is all sufficient. It is red at crimson, but it can make us white as snow. If you need to be clean this morning, I want to call you. I know that somebody still got, got somebody still need to have that blood. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? And I know somebody in here needs to be made whole this morning. Uh, there's nothing fashionable about staying where you, sh where you are if you should be here. I just want to give you the opportunity. We are here for the salvation of souls. Is there somebody? Father. Jehovah. Mighty God. King of kings and Lord of lords. You have opened access to your throne because of Jesus. 
sinful man could not call upon you. But because of Jesus, a sinner like me can come and call upon your name today and to say, Father, thank you. Thank you for Calvary. Thank you, Lord, that you've made a way of escape for those of us, all of us, because all have sinned and come short of your glory. But you made a way. In Revelation, it says, before the foundation of the world, there was a lamb slain. The lamb called Jesus. Oh, what a wonderful name. Oh, what a mighty name. Amen. An awesome name. Yes, sir. A name by which every man can be saved. Every woman, every child. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We call upon this name today, Lord, and we thank you for those who have come. Lord, to be transformed by your name. Those who want to study to learn more about the saving power of Jesus. Thank you for Elder Holiday this morning, and thank you, Lord, for the reminder during this special season that it's not about St. Nick. It's not about getting gifts. It is really an opportunity for us to remind ourselves that it had it not been for Jesus, <laughs> there would be no hope. But I got new hope. We got new hope. We've got, we've got new faith. We've got courage. We've got something to look forward to because of Jesus. And now in the name of the Father, the Son of the Holy Spirit, Lord, we ask that you will put a special anointing and all within the hearing of, this, of my voice today, we thank you for Jesus. Amen. We call upon you in the only name by which we can access you, and that is the name of your son, Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Amen. Thank you for what you're doing for us. Amen. Continue, Lord, to move us and to change us. And we just ask most importantly, Lord, that you will save us in the precious name of Jesus. I say, let the church say amen. amen. Let the church say amen again. Amen. And amen and amen.